You're listening to Road to Wellness, a podcast meant to help you be healthier, happier, and pain-free. Hi, I'm Amy Trong, your host, and here you'll be learning ways to connect with others and to yourself so you can live a more fulfilled life. You will gain knowledge of acupuncture and other modalities in healthcare to help you take better care of yourself and your loved ones, a platform for you to ask questions as well as get answers. Your growth and your personal journey on the road to wellness begins now. Sometimes things just don't go our way, and that's just something that we just have to deal with as a part of life. On this episode, I wanted to highlight one of the people that I have met by working at Planet Granite, and she's a very vibrant, super fun, loving gal who has been experiencing a lot of pain and not knowing how to deal with it before, but now taking advantage of shelter in place to focus on her passion. And I'm just hoping that this would be a great inspiration for you to keep trucking along. All right, without further ado, here's Momo. Uh, My name is Monique, popularly known as Momo. (laughs) Have lived most of my life in San Jose, California. I went to San Jose State and graduated with a BS in uh, event management. I got a minor in business management and in dance. Nice. I... I'm currently the marketing and event coordinator for Planet Granite Santa Clara. Very nice. How long have you been doing that? <laughs> Working with Planet Granite? Yes. I originally worked at our Sunnyvale location and then for Santa Clara. And so I've been with the Planet Granite family for actually, I just hit my year mark. Um, a few weeks ago. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. So I'm kind of curious. So do you do a lot of dancing on the side and also rock climbing? Or did you do any sort of rock climbing at all before you joined Planet Granite? I mainly dance. Um, Definitely, that's been the biggest um, constant in my life. Uh I've been dancing since I was five. I've been competing since I was, you know, like 10. So (laughs) definitely dance has been a big part of my life. Climbing, I never really kind of knew or saw or kind of cared about. It wasn't really in my world. You see them at like the playground um, and, you know, you're always down to climb stuff. Who doesn't? It's I think it's in our nature to just climb anything we uh-huh. can. <laughs> yeah. And I had some friends who were rock climbers, and they said that they had a day pass and wanted to bring me out. And I was, I said, heck yeah, you know, it sounds like a ton of fun. And I loved it. I was so sore the next day. It was crazy. I could not grip anything in my hands like I was pumped out. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you share with people who wants to get into climbing but they're I don't know they're probably too afraid to or they don't even know where to begin what what would your suggestions be to get them started? I would say if they don't already know anybody who's in the climbing community and they're super fresh out just go to one of the locations go to one of the gyms to Mm -hmm. and Don't be afraid to to start something new. If that's really something that you want to do is try something new, jump in feet first and go all in with it. Go go to one of the gyms. Everybody there is so nice, whether it's a Planet Granite gym or another gym. 
Everybody mm -hmm. is really personable, and the community is really strong. So just go nice. in, let them know, hey, I've never done anything like this before, but I want to give it a shot. Yeah. They'll set you up with uh, an introduction class to kind of walk you through it and just go from there, give you all the tools that, that you need to start, and then you can... See for yourself what you think. Nice. Does it cost anything for people who wants to go in and kind of like do a free class or anything like that? So for, I, I, I can't speak for other gyms. Um, for Planet Granite, we do have some intro courses mm -hmm. and they are just the cost of a day pass to come in and you can come in the morning and do it. You can come in the evening uh -huh. and do it. And that day pass lasts all oh, nice. day. So like if you wanted to come in the morning get an introduction class you could leave and get lunch and come back that same day you don't have to like be in the gym that entire okay. time that day pass works all day and so it's a good bang for your buck and then how much is the day pass in the mornings before one it's 22 and then after it is 28 if you have a okay. student and id you get a student discount which is 22. Oh, nice. Okay. So then this is pretty much for all of the planet granites. Yes. Like, it's pretty standard. Um, I know that there are a couple of locations that slightly differ, um, depending upon like, um, I can't say for sure what Portland is with it being in mm -hmm. a different state. They have different, um, kind of parameters of what they do. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, as far as the Bay Area locations, like um, Sunnyvale, Santa Clara, San Francisco, the, the day passes are all, all the same. Oh, okay. Cool. And Belmont. Well, thank you for sharing about that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I think it's pretty cool because I started climbing a couple years ago, or actually more than five years ago, and I used to go pretty regularly as a member. Um, I actually never thought of working there in any way or anything like that. But just from what you were saying, having somebody who I know who is working there just got me in. And then that's how I kind of got myself back into the whole climbing um, part, too. But unfortunately, with what's happening so far with the coronavirus, everybody's obviously we're staying home. Right. And we're limited yep. in terms of like the things that we can do. And I think from our last conversation about your experience with dance in particular, um, I know you're very passionate about dancing and it's something that you've been doing for quite some time, but because of an injury, it was very challenging for you to get back onto your horse to start dancing again. So you got into this kind of like a lower mood of not knowing what to do because you're not as active as you used to be. So I'm hoping that on today's episode for us to kind of have that conversation of how did you kind of get back on to the horse and regain that drive to kind of pursue your wellness goals again, as I know it could be challenging for a person who's been injured and been doing it for a long time. So any insight you have, that would be great. I would love to hear it. Yeah, of course. It's always hard when you do something and especially when it's something that you love and it's a part of who you are and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you can't do it anymore mm -hmm. it's it's anybody who's ever done any sporting activity or any physical activity and you get 
physically hurt or sometimes even emotionally hurt with it. it it's very hard to it's like a sudden stop mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa, what now? Right. What do I do? Mm-hmm. How, yeah. how do I keep going when a huge part of something that I've done just isn't feasible at the moment? Yeah. And I've, with all of the sports that I've done, you know, dance being a big one, I've done soccer, tennis, dirt biking, rock climbing, and there's always the possibility of getting injured when you're doing a physical activity. Right. There's that there's always that chance. And I definitely think being aware of your body and how your body functions helps you be prepared mm-hmm. and potentially prevent a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, listening to your body when it says it's tired right. or listening when it, you know, something doesn't feel completely right. Yeah. That's, that definitely helps with preventing injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's no preventing and you, you just get slammed. <laughs> I know. So let's talk about that. Cause I, you mentioned you were dancing and how long ago or how long have you been dancing since what age? Uh, since I was about five, wow. and that's been a very long time from now. It's been, wow, because I can't do math in my head. It's been 20, 22 that's years? lovely. Something uh-huh. like that. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I love it to bits. My entire family dances, uh-huh. and it, it got passed on to me, and that's how really, you know, you'll find us any member of my family, if there is a party or if there is music on, you will find us dancing. <laughs> I mean, dancing is a great way for you to express yourself. So it's actually a very good mental, emotional, and physical outlet for you, right? So I think that's fantastic. Yes, that was mm-hmm. a big factor. Yes, that was a big factor for why I loved mm-hmm. dance so much, especially growing up, because I didn't really know how to express myself Aww. with words. Okay. So I used dance to... That's amazing. I love that. Cool. So when was the injury and what happened? Um, My current injury, Uh (laughs) because there's a long list. (laughs) Uh, My current injury, we aren't entirely sure when exactly it happened. We just know when I Mm -hmm. started feeling it. um, So I have a ligament Mm -hmm. tear in my hip. And it's a little, it's very hard to say when it actually happened because it could have happened and I could not, I could have been feeling nothing for months or for years. The terror could have just been sitting there. And I wasn't really active for a lot of last year. I wasn't really doing much. I was kind of in a rut and just going through the motions of life. And I was really tired of it. I was mm-hmm. literally tired <laughs> and just over it. Because of the pain, right? Like you couldn't do anything? Well, is this, this was actually before I was feeling any pain. Um, I, I, was, okay. I wasn't dancing a lot. I wasn't really doing anything. Um, I, I was kind of, I guess, discouraged just with... Um, I was in my own head about it. 
um, that I wasn't as good as I used to be. And so I just needed to kind of close the chapter in my life and move on. Oh, so this is like independent from the injury that kind of got you to stop dancing. So it sounds like you stopped dancing because there was some sort of negative thinking in your mind that you weren't as good as it used to be. And so then you kind of stopped dancing. Is that what I'm getting Yeah, I, I felt that I needed mm-hmm. to kind of grow up in a sense and and focus mm-hmm. on my career and what I wanted for the the rest of my life and that dancing was kind of just something that ne- needed to like I said close the chapter um but ah. I d- decided that that wasn't the case I I was just saying I was just thinking to myself like no da- dancing will forever be a part of my life I can't not have it good. in my life I don't I'm not happy when I'm not dancing Good, good. And I got back into it last year. I was on a, a Colombian salsa team, mm-hmm. and that was kind of when I started feeling the, the pain in my hip. I see. Because I was being active again, and yeah. that could have potentially inflamed it and started the whole domino effect right. of pain. And, you know, I initially thought that I that it was a tight muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't danced in a while. Got to put some oil on the uh-huh. <laughs> on the bones, get them greased up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it wasn't getting any better, and it was getting worse. And I thought maybe I pulled a muscle. It's like, all right, so then plan B. Mm-hmm. You know, with a pulled muscle, you don't want to stretch it. You don't want to, you know, really do anything with it. It needs rest mm-hmm. when you pull a muscle. Mm-hmm. It's the complete opposite of when you injure it in a, in an other way. Yeah. So when you, um, pulled your muscle or when you were experiencing that, did you go to the doctor or did you try to figure out what was wrong? Yeah. So I was trying to stretch it at home before Mm -hmm. thinking maybe it was a pulled muscle. Maybe it was just a tight muscle. Mm -hmm. I was trying to to stretch it a lot. I have a lot of stretching experience (laughs) in how muscles function, especially with dancing. Um, and it, it just wasn't working, so we went, you know, I'm just, like, ch- ch- going down the list of possibilities as to why my hip could be hurting. Right. The the pulled muscle was an option. I went to, I've been going to a chiropractor for many years for many different injuries right. that I've had throughout my life. Yeah. <laughs> and so this was just the, the newest edition of the things for them to check on. Uh-huh. And... I, I specifically see chiropractors that are in the sports field Got it. and who understand kind of athletes' bodies and how they do operate and function very differently from someone else's body who isn't necessarily as active as someone like myself. Right. Uh, they, they have to approach things differently. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I was talking to them about it. You know, hey, I've got this feeling. I have no... I have pretty much zero mobility in my hip, which is not normal for a dancer at all. We have pretty flexible hips. (laughs) And so we started with assessments, you know, checking out ranges of motion and everything to see what was Uh off and just kind of going down the list of potential remedies Mm -hmm different stretches that we could do, different exercises that we could try, different assessments to kind of, it was really just trying to figure out exactly what the problem was. 
because we still didn't know yet. A lot of times when you injure yourself and it's not, you know, like, oh, you broke something or, oh, you sprained something. Most other injuries are kind of harder to tell exactly what they are, especially when they're in a part of your body that you don't necessarily have a lot of access to. Because this was very deep Mm -hmm. inside Mm -hmm. my hip. So you can't you can't Mm -hmm. physically see it. So it's all on feeling. And so it's a lot of trial and error of just figuring out what the problem was, what could be causing it, and how to fix it. Yeah. Have you, I remember you mentioned you didn't try acupuncture or you didn't do it at all. I did not actually. Um, it was on the table as an option as we were going down the, uh-huh. the list of options. Mm-hmm. And that that was on the table at the same time that I was referred to a um, orthopedic mm-hmm. doctor. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, you know, obviously I'm down to try anything. Mm-hmm. And so the acupuncture was on, was on the table. I was like, all right, I'll check them out. I went to the orthopedic doctor. And we, it was faster than I had anticipated the the process that he wanted to take Mm -hmm. and so he immediately sent me in to get an MRI Mm -hmm. which I was perfectly fine with because I wanted answers Mm -hmm. because nothing showed up on an Mm x-ray and I just wanted an answer because we hadn't found one yet as to the cause of my pain and lack of mobility so we went to get the MRI I got the results immediately. I was actually really surprised how fast all of this went. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was expecting there to be, you know, two weeks to wait and like this to happen and that to happen. Did not anticipate. So I was actually happy that it went as quick as it did. We got the MRI results and it showed the tear. So I knew the reason and the cause and that kind of made me forget about acupuncture, uh-huh. honestly. Uh, cause it was already like, boom, here's the reason. And I know how to fix it. So I went like tunnel vision into like fix I mode. See. So <laughs> then what was the solution for the fixing part? We wanted to see what would happen with physical therapy mm-hmm. before we did, um, before we went on to like our full fix mode, mm-hmm. fix option. We wanted to, to, to kind of really just solidify our confirmations on everything. And so we tried physical therapy um, with the knowledge that it was a torn ligament in the hip. So very specific physical therapy to, to see if we could strengthen everything around it to heal the tear. That did not work. The, the tear is, is too severe and... I, I pretty much knew that going in because I f- I'm the one feeling it. They they don't feel it, so they're obviously you know down to try everything that they can before you know they have to jump to any type of surgical option. They always want to try everything before that, which I very much appreciate. And but I I knew pretty much going in like no this is this is too far. If we had caught the tear maybe a year ago. Who knows? But at this point, with how much that, how much stress that I put on it with dancing, I knew that 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 was not going to be an option. So it will need surgery to stitch the tear, and will actually be shaving um, the my 
bone for my hip because it is at a slight angled formation. My hips are slightly shaped a little weird <laughs> or a little odd, I guess. <laughs> so we'll be shaving the bone to make it more smooth so that it doesn't puncture the tear again. So, but we'll see when that surgery actually happens because we are quarantined and it is an elective surgery. <laughs> so it sounds like you're just waiting for the, the surgery um, and then that's pretty much what you opted yeah. for. With with how okay. it feels and and the the changes that I've had to make in my life so that I don't necessarily feel any pain in my hip or that it doesn't like snag. Um, it, it's uh-huh. so annoying and it's so frustrating. I I'm really not able to do anything. I'm not able to dance. I'm not really able to teach. Mm-hmm. I can't climb. I can't run. It's, mm-hmm. and that's not me. <laughs> I'm barely, like, I'm going crazy enough as it is being stuck in quarantine. Not being able to, like, have mm-hmm. mobility is very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. No, I can totally it's def- it's understand that. Honestly, which is mm-hmm. so unfortunate. And there are a lot of people that go through that with an injury. They, it, it's such a shock to to your mind and to your body, all of a sudden you can't do those things. And it's, it's very discouraging. Mm-hmm. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you're just trying to find a solution and you want to be able to just get back to normal as soon as you can. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. They th- said that the surgery is sense. very low great. Like it's, it's not a, an intense surgery, so to speak. The recovery mm-hmm. time's very quick and yeah. that with my activity level, they they don't anticipate me having any problems getting back to normal. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Because, I mean, I will say I work with a lot of athletes. And from my experience, usually it depends on the severity of the tear. So mm-hmm. sometimes if the tear is not too bad, then usually I would recommend people to try acupuncture and yeah. stuff like that. But if the tear is to the point where it's kind of non-recoverable on its own and you yeah. got a professional opinion about that, then I kind of support the idea of reconstruction utilizing surgery. Um, of course, there's a lot of risk to it, and it sounds like you were very good at making sure you communicated with your doctor about that. So I think that's a good thing. But yeah, I'm always down for people to try any and all options because everybody's yeah. body reacts it's differently to, mm-hmm. to treatments. And there's so many different kinds of treatments in, in right. today's world that people can pursue. And mm-hmm. I, I love people being able to, you know, I, I'm always an advocate to tell people like, hey, have you tried this? Have you tried yeah. that? Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody works differently and adapts right. differently. And your brain also is a big factor on that. Like if you're willing to give it a shot, that mm-hmm. could make or break it. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I like that you said that. And I think you approached it in a very... Um, open-minded kind of way and you were pretty methodical in terms of how you made that decision to get to where you are right now which is great and I I love the fact that that you're not letting this hold you back from kind of continuing with your life and I think it's very important for you to try and (laughs) um so it's it's great and finding that 
what you were saying earlier about how you stopped dancing for quite some time because you wanted to focus on your career, but then you later realized that that's kind of silly because your passion is in dancing and that's a part of who you are and you identify yourself in that way. I think it's very great that you keep going because I think life isn't about just working and it's not about just your career, but we should be able to continue doing the things we love. And if there's some sort of things that are impeding on that, sure, we will try to find ways to overcome it, which you are with, you know, doing therapy and all that stuff too. Um, so I think that's great. I'm so glad to hear that you're doing that. Um, yeah, it, I, you definitely need to have a balance with work and li- work life yeah. fun. It, I always hope that people end up working in something that they love. That's always the goal. That's always yeah. the hope. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have that luxury. Sometimes you're really good mm-hmm. at something, but it's not what you love. And that's where yeah. you really have to make sure that you're still having time in your life to do what you love. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough that what I do, I love, mm-hmm. but you know, I have a second love and I need that second love in my life just as much. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. I think that's a great message to share with people just so that others understand that you got to follow that whole passion thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think, um, I think this is great. I'm so glad that we got to chat and for you to be able to share your side of the story of what it's like to be a person who is, in pain and trying to figure this thing, you know, this thing out while you're in quarantine and staying positive. And so what are you pretty much trying to tell yourself day to day as we wait for the uh, quarantine to get lifted? What are you doing to get yourself moving forward? (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a struggle. Um, I I definitely would say for, for anybody who's facing an injury, um, to to try to have a support mm-hmm. system whether it's you know your pet your mom your significant other your your best friend your sibling anybody i i definitely think having a support system is essential i have my best friend we've been dancing together for 20 years she knows me you know just as well as my family does and she has seen me through every injury I've yeah. ever had. So she she knows mm-hmm. who I am. And we talk all the time. Um, she knows that I'll always try to push myself more than I should when I have an injury. So she's always, you know, kind of the mom and telling me, hey, yeah. don't do that. You know, you're not supposed to do that. And she'll just talk with me and mm-hmm. get my mind off of it. My boyfriend is very supportive. All of them are, are just mm-hmm. concerned you know, having concerned parties in your life is, is, is very helpful, but also having them have the understanding that I'm not intentionally trying to do stuff that I shouldn't. It's just part yeah. of who I no, am. <laughs> and them having that understanding and support is has been very helpful because there's been days where I am yeah. so down. Like, I, I can't move. My hip is is bothering me a lot and the day just sucks and being able to talk to them and have them and tell them like I'm having a really sucky day and they're able to to 
talk to me about it. I'm able to tell them what I'm feeling. And then we just kind of go from there. Nice. Awesome. No, I, I think that's that's great. That's good. Um, so I will uh, just add to that just what you were saying about being kind of like having that support system, but just the mindset of knowing that, you know, this will be over eventually. It's not going to be like this forever. Yeah. Knowing <laughs> that and accepting the fact that we are going to go back to life and this is just a bit of a hiccup of what's going on right now. But once things are back to quote unquote normal, then you could kind of get back to the routine of things. Um, But there is one thing I wanted to add in return. I mean, in response to the surgery part, I think in your case, since you've already decided that the surgery is the right path for you, there is a very important part in the recovery mode after surgery that is very critical for a lot of people who don't understand that after you have surgery, it doesn't mean that you go back to normal a hundred percent right away, but there is some sort of like rehabilitation thing that you need to do, physical therapy, chiropractor, acupuncture, all of those things are going to be very helpful to help with the mobility and regaining as much function and uh, range of motion for you as possible. Very much. Definitely very much. I mean, I'm probably one of the first people to tell you and most of the people in my life will agree with me that I'm a very stubborn person. And if I can do something by myself, I will because I want to prove to myself and to everybody that I am 100% capable of doing something. Yeah. But I also know my body's limits and with surgery and with any injury, you have to take the time to make sure that you treat your body correctly and that you heal in a correct way. Because if you heal incorrectly, it's almost just as bad, if not worse than where you were before you started. So listening to the people who know a little bit more about it than you do is very important. Making sure that you do the rehab, you do the PT, you're talking to everybody to make sure that your recovery is Right. (laughs) Yeah, you bet. Well, thank you so much, Momo. I think that pretty much wraps up our conversation today in terms of what we can do and how to think and basically how to accept the fact that this quarantine is only temporary, even though you're in a lot of pain and, you know, from the injury right now, there is um, there is like an ending to, to all of this. Yeah. And, you know, don't don't reflect on on the negatives you know yes we're all stuck inside use this time to reorganize your room or you know find a new hobby that you never thought to try you can if you're you know a diehard you know active person start lifting some milk jugs you, there's always something <laughs> there you that go. you can do to to help you through your day yeah <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. I hope you... My pleasure. It was a blast. Yeah, I hope you have a wonderful day and a fast and quick recovery, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that episode and want to hear more from other people or if you yourself want to be on the show, feel free to reach out to me at amy at amyhtrong.com. I will link out the website below to get connected on Instagram, Facebook, and through my website. Take great care of yourself, be well, and we'll talk again soon.
Alrighty, so you guys have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself, be well, and I'll talk to you again soon.